Use rigging, hoisting, lifting, and positioning equipment and rigging loads for cranes. Section 6. Rig load for cranes. Cranes are mechanical hoisting equipment designed to lift, move, and land a load deemed too heavy to move safely by hand. The potential of modern cranes is immense, with some having a capacity in the hundreds of tons. As a tradesperson, it is important to be familiar with the many different types of cranes and derricks and understand how to select the appropriate crane to perform a hoist safely and effectively. If you are working with a crane, your responsibilities include using safe behavior around a crane, being able to identify basic crane component and types, ensuring the crane site is safe and ready for use and the landing spot or laydown area is ready for the hoisted load, ensuring the load is stable. Industry employs cranes to move everything from bundles of pipe to sections of buildings, from vehicles to personnel. Because of the potential for catastrophic consequences of a lift gone badly, crane and crane components are heavily controlled and regulated. OHS Regulation Section 15 describes minimum safety standards, referring to Canadian Standards Association, CSA, American National Standards Institute, ANSI, and American Society of Mechanical Engineers, ASME, standards for design, inspection, maintenance, and repair of all cranes. Describe crane procedures. Crane component and terms. Block. A collection of shivs that provide a mechanical advantage in a lift, often found at the hook. Boom. Primary arm of a crane acts as a lever and positions the block and hook to be directly over the load. Boom cylinder, hydraulic control of a boom. Boom radius, also referred to as operating radius, this horizontal distance from the center of rotation to the hook is a function of boom angle and length. This concept is crucial to understanding safe crane capacity. Counterweight, a supplementary ballast added to the weight of a crane to provide additional stability in a lift. Cribbing. Material used for dunnage or blocking under a load to allow for the attachment and removal of rigging. Gantry. A fabricated structure, bridge-like crane operating on tracks or wheels at or near ground level. Headache ball. A crane hook generally without a block. Hoist line, wire rope that controls the main block or jib block or hook. Jib, secondary arm of a crane used to extend boom for specific lifts. Lashing, an arrangement of wire rope and securing hardware such as U-bolt clips meant to secure two or more objects together, often used to temporarily secure a load prior to a hoist. Load chart. Manufacturer's literature describing a crane's lift capacity under all possible configurations. Outrigger, a support member that projects beyond the natural outline of a crane to provide additional support to prevent toppling. Pendant, also called stay, a supporting line that maintains a constant distance between two points of attachment, such as a counterweight and a gantry or mast. Shiv, a grooved shell or pulley used to redirect force upon a hoist line. Side loading, a dangerous condition in which a portion of a crane hoist acts horizontally, 
force on a boom other than a true vertical lift that the boom is designed for. Swing. Hazard area associated with the radius of the crane's carrier and counterweights. This should be a flagged off area during the crane operation and considered a no-go zone. Tagline. Guy wires used to control crane loads from unwanted rotation or swinging, allowing ground workers to control the load from a safe distance. Whip line, auxiliary hoist. A secondary hoist line from the main, usually lighter and faster. Crane selection. There are an incredible amount of variety in cranes, so crane selection looks at a number of factors including Weight, shape, and size of the load. Important. Include all slings, spreaders, other lifting equipment used, and hook block in load weight calculations. Consider anything below the boom tip as load. The lift parameters, including boom or operating radius and height. The number of lifts required. Required mobility of the crane. Site and terrain conditions. Crane identification. You will find crane identification and user information permanently attached to the crane. Clear identification of all detachable components such as boom, jib, counterweight, etc. indicate that these components are connected to that particular crane. As well, permanently affixed, easily located and clearly written capacity rating charts or load charts are required. These describe safe capacity loads at permissible boom lengths and angles. For example, the crane may have a capacity of 110 tons that reduces as the boom extends or moves closer to the horizontal. This information is all available in the rated capacity literature. Crane identification. Industry categorizes cranes by lift capacity, rated in tons, boom style, and mobility. Boom style. Telescoping, lattice, fixed, and articulating. Mobility. Rough terrain, crawler, truck mount, carrier mount, Tower or stationary, tower or rail mounted. Ensuring the load is stable whenever you are lifting loads with a crane, start the initial lift very slowly, watching the load for any signs of tilting or shifting. If the load tilts more than 5 degrees, lower the load and rearrange the rigging. Load chart. Load chart shown below informs the user of a crane safe capacity in all permissible configurations of boom lengths and angles, base conditions, load radius, boom point elevation, and outriggers used or not. The boom angle refers to the angle of the boom to the horizon. The load radius describes the measurement from the crane center line to load center at its most distant. The boom point elevation describes the distance from the ground to the center or outermost part of the boom. The term outriggers describes equipment attached to the base of a crane designed to increase the base area and provide a great deal more stability, especially when the load is to the side of the crane. Typically, as the boom lowers and approaches horizontal and the center line of the lift moves away from the center of the crane, crane capacity diminishes. This is termed the load radius. When describing a 100-ton crane, this capacity rating describes the safe capacity with the boom near vertical or the minimum boom radius and the load directly to the rear of the crane with little to no swing. Site Preparation The crane operator, project engineer, or supervisor will select and oversee site preparation for a selected crane. Your involvement in this could involve any of the following tasks. 
Assess access roads in the area. Assess room to construct crane if necessary. Level and compact site. Identify and account for power lines, power down if necessary. Identify and make provisions for local trenches, shoring, buried utilities, etc. Restrict public access, set up perimeter using safety ribbon or barricade. Ensure proper clearances for crane swing. Provide outrigger mats and cribbing for soft ground conditions. Cribbing is material used for dunnage under a load to allow for the attachment and removal of rigging. Prepare laydown area for load. This may include dunnage or other site preparation. Certain conditions may require extra precautions, including avoiding the leading edge of a trench, underground sewer mains, and ground beside recently constructed buildings that may have uncompacted backfill. If in doubt, consult a soil engineer. Outriggers require mats at least three times larger in area than the floats and should be rigid and rated for the load. Never block the arm of an outrigger, only the float. Bearing mats can be made of wood or steel and offer more stability than native ground. Once the crane is in place, perform a walk around, giving particular attention to overhead hazards and crane support. Crane leveling. Cranes require a level base. Most safety standards require a grade of 1% or less, with some manufacturers requiring half a percent. A 1% grade means a base with a length of 20 feet or 240 inches may only have an elevation change of 2 and 3 eighths inches from one end to the other. This is to prevent side loading on the boom, a condition where force is applied to the boom at an angle, a condition the boom is not designed for. The IPT crane and rigging training manual shows a short boom crane at the minimum hoist radius losses, 10% of its capacity for every 1% angle of side load. Level a crane with calibrated measuring tools such as a four-foot carpenter's level or a bird's eye level found in the crane's cab. After leveling the base, check the level of the crane with the following method. Raise the boom to its highest angle and hoist a small, compact load just off the ground. The hoist line should fall within the center of the boom. Do this for each of the four quadrants, front, side, and corners. If the hoist line is outside the boom, the crane is not level. This method is not accurate in windy conditions. Secure load for rigging attachment and removal. Once the chosen crane is in place, a lift plan completed and the crane site prepared, the worker prepares for the lift. Preparation of a load before and after a hoist requires an understanding of proper material handling and a familiarity with hoisting and jacking equipment. The pipe trades worker needs to learn the safety precautions required to prepare material and equipment prior to a lift and safely remove rigging equipment once a lift is complete. Pre-hoist preparation. OHS regs 15.2 state, rigging and slinging work must be done by or under the direct supervision of qualified workers familiar with the rigging to be used and with the code of signals authorized by the board for controlling hoisting operations. At this point, a trained and qualified individual has established the weight of the load confirmed the distance, height, and swing of the lift, and selected the appropriate tackle and hardware. To prepare a load for hoisting, the load must be on dunnage or cribbing to allow for application of slings or other approved hoisting equipment. If necessary, jack or pry the load and position cribbing under the load. 
evenly distribute weight on cribbing with enough vertical room to apply the rigging equipment. This process has a high hazard for pinching. Remember, never put any part of your body under a load. At this point, if the load is not accessible to the crane hook, utilize appropriate equipment for rigging over the floor. Some options include roller jacks, steel dollies, air casters or skates, forklift or pallet jack, chain fall, come-alongs or chain hoists. Rig the load while supported by cribbing or dunnage. Always rig using the appropriate slings and equipment and never wrap the hoist rope around the load. Apply the rigging equipment with the center of gravity, C of G, identified. The C of G will always move directly under the hook when lifted, so anticipate load swing or shifting. Consider using a turnbuckle or come along at the hook to center and balance the load under the hook. Test the load by lifting approximately one foot. If load is more than five degrees off level, lower load and re-rig. Attach tag lines to adequately control swing and load rotation. Ensure that tag lines are made of insulated material to avoid potential electric shock. Tag lines should be long enough to allow workers to control load from a safe distance. Use more than one tag line, if necessary. Remove tag lines after lift is complete, once load is in final position. Post-hoist procedures. OHS regs 15.3 states, loads to be unhooked by a worker must be safely landed and supported before the rigging is detached. This may mean lashing the load to a structural member or landing the load on prepared cribbing before releasing the hook. Consider what will happen next. Is the load in the correct location or will you need to rig over the floor? Is the laydown area sufficiently clear and ready? Is the load a piece of equipment that needs to be accurately placed on a pad? Be sure you are happy with the position of the load before removing the hook.